It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marcial. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sogger Sharps. Sogger! A Sogger betting podcast. George, we're back for week three here. And a disappointing week last week where we only saw one of our plays fully cash. That's right, Dev. One full cash, one half push, half loss. But uh, look, again, Dev, some some bad beats in there. Twice now, back-to-back shows in La Liga, Dev, undone by the late, late goals that are coming in these deep stoppage times. Uh, so frustrating. We could have been 2-0 and if we lived in the UK, Dev, and we used as our bookmaker Betfair, who are paying out all selections that are winning at 90 minutes. They pay them out at the 90. Uh, if it's losing, they'll keep it open so that you can possibly still win in stoppage time, but you can't be burned like we have in back-to-back weeks, Dev. That would be an absolute dream, but sadly, we're here in the U.S. of A., and uh, we do have to endure these potential losses and stoppage time. Yeah, I mean, we're here in the USA. I'm here in California and t- betting not technically legal yet here. So uh, there, FBI, you can use that as evidence if you'd like. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's jump into it, Jordan. We dust ourselves off and we go again. We got six official plays for you guys, four from the EPL one from Cedion, one from a de Bundesliga. Yeah. We're going to get started over in the EPL where we've got a number of pretty fun matchups, but uh, possibly none more fun than Bournemouth hosting Tottenham Hotspur. This one seeing Bournemouth as home dogs of half of a goal plus half a goal, and the total is set at a flat three. Uh, George Spurs have been really fun so far under Ange Postacoglu, and Bournemouth, although haven't been getting the results, have been able to make some noise. What do we think about this matchup? Yeah, not only have Spurs been fun, Dev, they've been good to us. Uh, We've cashed on Spurs games in uh, back-to-back weeks now. They were the one play that we got right on uh, our officials last weekend. Spurs team total there. Um, So, yeah, obviously we're going to go back to Spurs this week, Dev, for this match. Bournemouth also, we've talked a little bit about it on this show, that uh, under their new coach, Areola, who came over from Rio Vallecano last season, uh, he was there last season, uh, implementing a new way of play, 
high pressing, trying to turn the ball over up the pitch, and that's leading to some pretty free-flowing games. Uh, Their first match against West Ham ended uh, 1-1, but it was pretty open. There were a lot of chances created from both sides, and then we saw that uh, when they played Liverpool last week. They actually went ahead, uh, scoring the first goal there, and then did end up losing 3-1, but also created plenty of chances on their own in that game as well. And look, we've talked about it a lot, back-to-back weeks now with these Spurs plays, just the way that they're playing now uh, leads to goals. And, and we're seeing that. We didn't cash an over in the Man U Spurs game, but we read that right, that Spurs would be able to get some goals. And Man U certainly could have scored um, on another day. That definitely uh, cashes an over. But it's it's just the way they play. And until we see something different, like I don't think they've really done enough to sure themselves up defensively despite that clean sheet um vicario their new keeper actually played out of his skin in that match um yeah he's pretty good yeah yeah he's looked good uh but still they they are pretty easily cut apart at certain times uh because they are so front-footed and i think bournemouth this will be a really interesting one because this is the kind of game where they could get some joy with that high press um so, yeah, I think we could see a lot of goals here, Dev, coming from both ends. I do expect both teams to score, and I think uh, we'll see an over. Yeah, Joe, this, uh, this is going to be a basketball game here. Uh, you take a look at some of the underlying numbers, and you brought it up. Manchester United should have scored in that game against Tottenham. We were only on the team total for Tottenham, so did cash it. But they put up 2.45 expected goals against Spurs, came away with none. Bruno Fernandes missed one of the worst headers I've ever seen. I mean, he was wide open. Yeah. No one was around him and he just completely skied it. Uh, and then he wanted to complain about penalties, which was also actually strange because it was a penalty to me. I, I've seen way less called, you know, it clearly hits his hand. His hand is out extended from his body. I, you know, I don't know what a handball is anymore. I really am completely confused by officiating. Now it's a complete toss up, but anyway, um, yeah, we both, didn't even discuss this game before we came on air because we both said, hey, over three. Yep, let's do it. Because you look at uh, expected goals numbers here in the first game of Tottenham against Brentford, it was a 2-2. Both teams saw over one and a half expected goals in the match. And then in the Manchester United game, both teams seeing over two and a half goals expected, although it was only a 2-0. And then you look at the Bournemouth side of this against Liverpool, they created 1.4 XG. And they ended up losing 3-1, surrendered three and a quarter XG to Liverpool, who capitalized and had all three goals there. But I don't see why this will be any different in the Tottenham game. And you look at the West Ham one, ended 1-1, but combined XG in that one, we did see over three. So I don't see why this doesn't get to three. I do think both teams score, but we are just going to give officially that over flat three give you the push possibility in the event of a 2-1 or even a 3-0. Yeah, I mean, the price on both teams to score and over just not quite as attractive. So, as you say, yeah, we'll, we'll take the potential for a push if it only gets to three, but the value on the price and, and every chance that this could get to four or five goals uh, I think is worth it. Yeah, these two teams in their meetings last season, both games saw five goals with uh, road teams winning 3-2 to two in each of those matchups. But let's move on, Jordan. We got another game for you guys, and it is one of the later midday games for the EPL on Saturday, and is Manchester United hosting Nottingham Forest. This one is seeing United as home favorites of a goal and a half, minus 
The total is set once again at three. Uh, George, United have looked shaky. There's no way around it. They have trouble in the midfield. They look out of shape. They don't look fit. And uh, they're taking on this Forest team who haven't um, been slouches themselves so far this season. Yeah, frisky. Frisky trees, Dev. Nottingham Forest finding goals in uh, both of their games so far, uh, traveling away to Arsenal. Tough way to start the season, but still came away with a goal there. Uh, made it pretty sweaty for Arsenal at the end. Uh, and then getting their uh, home opener off to a flying start by uh, winning that game. And, I mean, look, I don't want to overreact to Man U's first two games, but as you say, they have looked pretty suspect of um, not only just looking exposed in the midfield, but not really uh, not really creating much necessarily. Like we said, they should have scored against Spurs, but they're just not clinical. And, I mean, Rashford, I don't think they're getting the best out of him because he's not being deployed in the right spot for him to do what he does best, you know, cutting in from that left wing spot. We all know what Anthony's going to do. He's going to cut in and take his left-footed curling shot that goes wide or goes over. So there's not like a whole lot of sources for goals for them. And I don't know if Ten Hag's going to keep being stubborn about it and keep trotting out that same 11. I suspect not. I suspect now after those first two weeks and after them getting slaughtered on like social media and stuff, uh, I imagine he's going to make some changes for this one. They have to try and come away with the three points here, Deb. That's going to be the focus. So I imagine there will be some tinkering, but until we see that, I, I think we got to kind of keep fading Man U, not necessarily to lose the games, but I think they're giving us a pretty generous spread here on the tricky trees, Dev. Nottingham Forest getting that full goal and a half at a pretty playable price of minus 104, basically even money here. It just feels like too much. I know it's Old Trafford. I know Man U much better at home than on the road, but can we see something similar to what Forrest did when they went to Arsenal? I think so. I think they could maybe only lose by one, if not getting something out of the game. Well, there are a number of things that are giving me hesitation here, and you mentioned at least one of them, which is going to Old Trafford. Tough place to play. But this United team, how can you be inspired by them? I think you're right that Ten Hag has to change something. And if I can tell you right now, I'll fix the team with one substitute. Take out Mason Mount and put in Scott McTominay. Not hard. Mason Mount doesn't add anything. And Scott McTominay is athletic. He's fit. He gets up and down the pitch. He can give Casemiro some cover. And he can also get involved in the attack. And He's got size. He can be effective on headers or set pieces. Anyway, I'm not coaching the team here. Um, he's got to make changes. If he doesn't, then I would just absolutely hammer this uh, Forrest plus a goal and a half. Uh, we probably won't be able to be up to see what he ends up doing in terms of the Manchester United lineup, but so far they've given up to Wolverhampton Wanderers 1.7 XG against Tottenham. They gave up 2.5 XG. If they're going to be giving up that kind of numbers to Forrest, they're going to cover this spread. The other thing that goes against the spread, uh, and if you're a sharp listener, you know we're leaning towards Forrest here as the dogs, is that United have covered this number uh, in their head-to-head matchups their past four meetings, and they have actually played each other, let's see, since since Forrest came back up, which I believe was last season, right? They played each other four times. United's won every one of them, and they've covered over one and a half, which is why I think we're getting that number. But I think you just got to look at the form and where they're at right now and tell me that you would take United to win by two against anyone. 
don't know that it would, especially this Forest team who have one of the best expected goals allowed in the league. It's only been two games, but let's take a look. They're only behind Manchester City. Yeah, for expected goals allowed, which is really impressive. And I think Matt Turner's an excellent goalie. I mean, look, we're Americans here, so we we follow him, but he's really good shot stopper. I think United's going to have some trouble. Maybe Ten Hag unlocks something here, goes with a different lineup and just gets the magic touch and they get this right and they run away with it. But for a goal and a half spread in a Premier League game, I don't see why I wouldn't take Forrest plus one and a half at almost even money. Yeah, Def. I mean, I... Taiwo Awani, the striker for Forrest, uh, scored in each of the first two games. He's looking back fit now, so uh, I think there's every chance he could get on the score sheet again. If not, I fully expect him to cause problems to that back line. Onana, very good keeper. He's maybe been a bright spot for Man U, uh, but I still think they can be breached here. And if we can get a goal from Forrest, Dev, every chance that they cover this. Yeah, I completely agree, Jordan. And it's one of those bets that I'm willing to lose, too. Sometimes you have bets where you go, well, they're just giving me too much value or I have I have to take it. So yeah, absolutely. taking that plus one and a half. Well, let's move on, Jordan. We got another EPL play for you guys. And that is going to be Everton hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. This one's seeing Everton as home favorites of a quarter goal, minus 0.25. Total is set at a low 2.25. Jordan, this is a relegation six-pointer for these two teams, right? Both of them could be facing uh, the bottom of the table at the end of the season here. So this game's going to mean a lot to them. What do we think about this matchup? I think it's going to be a a gross matchup, quite frankly. It's going to be like one of those low-scoring, sloggy La Liga matches or something. It is already a six-pointer, Dev, because both of these teams losing their first two matches, both of these teams expecting to be in a relegation battle throughout the season. Uh, they certainly do not want to drop more points to each other. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to try and keep each other at arm's length here. Everton generally buoyed by their home crowd, their home support, but fans aren't happy right now. There's already people calling for Dyche to be sacked. So not great there. (laughs) There's more optimism with Wolves because they've looked pretty good despite the results. Um, But for me, Dev, this is just an automatic under hammer the under who's scoring for these teams i mean everton dominic calvert lewin is made out of glass he he plays 90 minutes like three times a season comes back in gets hurt again instantly neil mopoy is just awful he can't score wolves we've talked about ad nauseum on this show about how they can't create and i've got some shocking stats here dev because look even if these teams do score They're not scoring twice. How do I know that? Listen to this. Everton, in their last 12 EPL home games, have scored one or fewer goals. They have never gotten more than one goal in their last 12 EPL home games. Wolves, in the same same vein, Wolves away, have not scored more than one goal in 11 straight road games in the EPL. It's either one or none. So... Even if both of these teams score, Dev, and get us to a 1-1, I don't think either is capable of getting a second. So I expect it probably will be a a both teams to score no kind of spot. I I doubt both do score. And it's possible neither score. And they're just cagey and both happy to take the point here and not lose. Uh, But I certainly 
Don't think this gets to three dev. We can slide that total down to under 2.5 and lay a little bit of juice here. Minus 140, it's coming in at a little bit short. That's kind of as short as we go on this show, but I think it's absolutely worth it for a play that's almost certain to cash. Yeah, this is one at that minus 140 that is the bottom of where we'll give you guys plays in terms of the juice. So you don't love it, but look, under two and a half, um, it just gives you a little bit of security in case there is that one one or somehow a two nil, but you laid out a great case. Uh, Jordan, both of these teams so far, negative expected goal differential on the season. I mean, it's only been two games. Once again, Everton got absolutely annihilated by uh, by um, Villa. Aston Villa last yeah. weekend. Failed to put up uh, more than one expected goal. Wolves, on the other hand, have put up some numbers, okay? But it, their finishing is comical. And we were saying it since last season. They can't finish. <laughs> they put up 2.69 expected goals against Brighton. Okay, they scored one of them, but the game was already out of hand because it was ended 4-1. So they're creating some chances, but they just cannot finish. I expect Pickford to be contributing to that as well. He's still world-class goalkeeper. He's excellent. There's no reason to think any goals will be scored in this game, George. And um, while we're going to give officially the under 2.5 at minus 140 for our official spreadsheet, I was taking a look at the first half under half a goal. No goals in the first half, plus 170. So if you're one of those risky bettors and you like getting uh, plus money juice, that might be worth uh, a sprinkle there. First half, no goals, plus 170. But, uh, you know, you never know. There's a penalty or a set piece, and maybe that's the only goal that's scored in the entire game. So we're going to go with a little bit safer approach. Take that under 2.5, minus 140. Well, Jordan, let's move on. We got one more game for you guys in the EPL, and it is Sheffield United hosting the champions, Manchester City. It is Sheffield United as home dogs here of plus two full goals, and the total is set at three. George Sheffield's going to have a long season. It's going to be rough for him, and now they got to host the champions. What do we think about this matchup? Yeah, to have ordinarily getting two full goals at home is pretty attractive to me uh, against anyone, but not in this scenario, Dev. I've not seen enough out of Sheffield United to back them, and certainly not against Man City here. We talk about Everton and Wolves not being able to score. Uh, who's scoring on City? I mean, other than Trossard scoring in like the 100th minute or something in that community shield, uh, have they been breached? I guess against Sevilla in the Super Cup, they they conceded one. But yeah, man, they just look imperious at the back, and I can't imagine Sheffield United scoring on them. Um, you know, Burnley, who are miles better than Sheffield United uh, in their home opener against City, lost 3-0. They weren't able to score uh, despite creating some decent opportunities from my memory. Uh so I just don't see how Sheffield United gets on the score sheet here, Dev. And you've got to assume that City walk away with all three points. I don't even think they'll need to get out of, like, second gear here. So City win to nil already piques my interest. It's a little bit short, though, at minus 155. Not something that's playable for us. So what can I add to City win to nil to get the juice up? Over one and a half goals in the match. That gets us to even money about plus 102 for City to win to nil by any other win to nil scoreline than the one nil. So 
doesn't matter. As long as they score more than one goal and do not concede, we would cash this bet at plus 102, Dev. City win to nil and over one and a half goals. I love it, Dev. Yeah, it's a little complicated. It's more complicated than we normally do, but I don't see any reason it doesn't cash unless City only win one nil. So at that point, you can play the spread at minus two. But this way that we're saying gets you... um, gets anything on side other than that right so you win at the in the event of a two nil so i like a george creative play city win to nil and over one and a half goals in the match look sheffield they haven't created anything really they did score against forest off 0.55 xg and against crystal palace they failed to score only putting up 0.42 manchester city haven't surrendered more than half an expected goal in through two games you're right this defense is just locked in it's probably the strength of their team now honestly and as much as i hate watching them because i find the ticky tack style incredibly boring they're really good and it's that's probably their best defense is just keeping the ball i mean newcastle had a hard time even getting any attempts or getting the ball in their own half so i love this play jordan i think city's gonna cruise here there's some people saying oh they've already got these injuries well they're doing just fine without yeah. him so I, I expect them to cr- keep cruising and they're not going to be tested again uh for a few weeks so let's take them here city wins nil and over one and a half goals in the match that's a good point Dev. they they have a really cushy schedule to open the season here i mean newcastle was their only real test in their first seven or eight games so i expect them to be top of the table sooner than later but yeah i mean you could play the spread as you say the minus two but then you're going to need two goals anyway, at minimum, just to push. And to, to cash, you're going to need City to win by three. Sheffield United's game plan obviously will be to park the bus and just try and keep their goal difference down, I think. So it is possible that we do see a City 2-0. And if it's a 1-0, look, you would have lost on the spread anyway. So I think this is the better way to go. City win to nil and over one and a half goals in the match at plus 102. That's right, Jordan. Now there is... One other excellent EPL game. It is Newcastle hosting Liverpool. We couldn't come up with a play for you guys, unfortunately, on this one because Jordan and I kind of disagreed on it. Um, this one does see Newcastle as home favorites of a quarter goal. Total set at a high 3.25. Um, my initial thought was this will be another basketball game with both of these teams and their styles going end to end, but Jordan said not so fast. It could be a little bit tighter than that with these teams both knowing that they're going to be competing at the end of the season for top four and, you know, ideally trying to win the league. So maybe it's going to be a little bit cagier. And if you take a look at their historicals head to head, you'll see uh, the same thing here that uh, these two games do tend to go under. So not a bad zag play for those who um, might want to take it. Yeah, I thought the under three at plus money kind of did offer some value because, and maybe a push at three, but it would be hard for me to see four goals here, as you said, given the historicals, but also the situation. Liverpool, knowing that their defense is fairly weak right now and they're not that strong in the midfield, traveling away, will they be a little more pragmatic? Eddie Howe and Newcastle already dropping points to Man City, which obviously there's no shame in, but again, if you're trying to you know, compete for top four, potentially uh, win the league, you need to really make sure that you're not losing uh, and especially against teams that are going to be in and around you in those spots. So you look at games like Liverpool-Chelsea uh, a couple weeks back. That ended 1-1. That was an under. 
Um, although there were chances, it, it certainly could have gone over. Uh, but then, then you look at City Newcastle, only one goal in that game. Just makes me wonder if some of these bigger teams, when they meet, a little more pragmatic, chances harder to come by. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it could go under under three. I also thought there's a lot of value dev on just the outright draw. We don't often play that market, but outright draws plus two ninety five, which seems pretty high, considering a lot of times you'll see the draw priced at like two plus two thirty something like that. So almost three to one here on a draw in a game that I think both teams would actually be happy with a point. Yeah, you got to go back a couple seasons for the last time they did draw, but I, I like where your head's at here, Jordan. I, I personally, we'll see how the line moves on this one. I'll definitely be watching it closely. If it gets out to three and a half, I'm going to have to take the under because it's just too high. Yeah. Uh, and if Newcastle moves down to a pick, I'll probably take them on a pick at home. We saw them just annihilate Aston Villa in that opening home game. Um, I think it's going to be a tough place to go. And this team, Newcastle, they hate Liverpool. These two teams do not like each other, and it's going to be a bigger game for Newcastle than Liverpool, I think, in terms of what it means to them. So I could see them maybe sneaking this one and and uh, really making the fans happy. But alas, we got no official play for you guys. That's just sort of our breakdown. But let's move on to the European continent, where we're going to cover two games for you guys, and we're starting off in the Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> where? <laughs> I don't know why it's making me laugh this time. Anyway, we've got Borussia Mönchengladbach hosting Bayer Leverkusen. This one sees Mönchengladbach as home dogs of half a goal, and the total is set at 3.25. Jord, Bundesliga wasn't good to us last week. We had Eintracht Frankfurt to win by more than a goal, and they only were able to win by one. Really took their foot off the gas in the second half and honestly should have been punished for it. But look, we go again. It was the first week. We got one data point under our belts. And the first thing that you're going to notice when you look at the data for the Bundesliga, and especially Gladbach and Leverkusen, is that there's going to be goals. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, Dev. I mean, look, Leverkusen, Kuse, whatever we want to call them, they've been good to us over the years, Dev, since we've been doing this show. We've made a lot of money betting on Kuse overs. And I don't see any reason not to keep going with that. They were in an absolute barn burner in the opening week with Leipzig. I think that was a 3-2 match or something like that. Might have even been more. was, yeah. So, you know, I, I just don't, until we see, I mean, I kind of thought that maybe la like towards the end of last season, we were starting to see some more unders in, the, in these Cuse matches. And I thought maybe Xavi Alonso, the new manager, was, was trying to come up with a more pragmatic, style not wanting to play these sort of basketball matches but that seems to have gone out the window certainly in their preseason results and then the uh, week one result obviously not a huge amount of data there but just the way that they play and the players they have I mean I remember watching them in preseason against my West Ham United and they absolutely pasted us 4-0 so and that's a David Moyes defense that's usually pretty pragmatic and stout so not, not a great look. Uh, yeah, it's just a really potent attack. And on the other side of this, we got Gladbach, who were also in a massive basketball match in opening weekend. So will they cancel each other out? I doubt it. I, I think we see goals here, Dev. I don't see why not when you had a 4-4 four, four 
for Manjin Gladbach traveling to Augsburg in week one. And then, of course, you mentioned 3-2 for uh, Leverkusen against Leipzig, which they ended up winning. I think this team thinks they can maybe win the Bundesliga. I think they're going to be probably competing for it at the end, at least until Bayern just absolutely paced them. But look, we don't even need to pick a side here. Don't worry about it. There's probably value on Gladbach at home as a double chance, but I'm not going to mess with it. I'm going to take the over three and a quarter. Look, it's it's a little high. Do I wish it was an actual three? I do. But you tack on that little extra quarter, it's plus 105. So you got a little bit better than even money here. And you could do the both teams to score and over, but it's pretty juicy. It's like minus 150 thereabouts. So why not just take it up to the 3.25, take the over, and uh, plus 105. And look, this is another one. If if it doesn't end up going over, I still feel good about it because it was the right play. These two teams, we've seen their firepower. And um, now I will say also that they are both outperforming their expected goals and underperforming their uh, expected goals allowed. So these teams shouldn't have had as many goals as they did in this week one. But I expect if they get an early one, this thing's going way over. Yeah, they shouldn't have had as many as they did, but they also should have conceded more than they did. So maybe it, if one cancels out, the other uh, bears fruit. But you could, if you wanted to get massive plus money, you could do both teams to score in over 3.5. Uh, still need the four goal. Because I do assume both teams score here to get us to our total. So if you, it just depends on what kind of better you are. We're going to play that Asian total over 3.25 and uh, just hope we get to four. Yeah, right on, Jordan. One more play for you guys, and it's over in Italy with Desiria. We're taking a look at Juventus hosting Bologna. This one sees Juventus as home favorites of minus one goal, and the total is set at 2.5. Jordan, Juventus, very impressive in that week one. Took care of business 3-0, and Bologna struggling to start the season. But what do we think about this matchup? Yeah, Dev, Juve, I think... Juventus, who we sort of tipped to win the league just based on value uh, this season, uh, just where the pricing was, uh, yeah, started things off really nicely on the road. They get to come home here for their home opener. And, yeah, they, they impressed me. AC Milan impressed me with the American, Captain America, Christian Pulisic, getting on the score sheet. They also looked impressive. Um, Beautiful goal. Yeah, love this, to see it. Could also see myself betting on them this week in their matchup. They're hosting... Uh, Torino for their home opener. So uh, this is probably a good time to tell any new listeners to jump into our Discord server. Uh, there's a link to jump in there in the podcast episode description here. Uh, we give out additional plays. Uh, other fellow listeners will give out their plays. And uh, so, yeah, if if, there, if we ever are adding stuff on, that's the place to uh, come find it. So would not be surprised to see Milan on our card in there. But this we're talking about Juventus here. This one we're making official. And when you look at Juventus Dev, they're they're just clinical. They keep it stat at the back. They're nice, they're neat and tidy. They get their couple of goals and then they kill the game. They're absolute masters of killing the game. And I expect that's what we're gonna see here, Dev. Just like a nice, comfortable, tidy win for Juventus, uh, where they take care of business and then wrap things up, shut it down. So Juventus to win the game and an unders play. Juventus win to nil is attractive to me, David. Almost plus 120, plus 118. That's attractive, but 
you can still get slight plus, plus money if you take Juventus and under three and a half. And I think that's the direction we're going to go because whether or not Bologna do contribute to the scoreline, I don't think Juventus is going to score three or four here. So probably looking at a one or two nil kind of thing, but maybe Bologna contributes and we get a two one. We could still get out of there with a cash. Yeah, kind of a similar situation that we saw Bologna on hosting AC Milan in week one. Now they got to travel on the road over to Juventus. They put up slightly more than one expected goal at home against Milan. I expect that number is going to come down. And um, I do, I agree. I don't see them scoring. Um, and so the hope is then that we just don't get Juventus to four goals. They did have three um, off of 1.8 uh, expected goals and only four shots on target. So, hopefully they uh, don't have their finishing boots on quite as strong and they can just get out of there with a one nil or two nil. Yeah. But Jordan, that's going to do it for us. Uh, but before we get out of here, there's something we got to do. We do indeed Dev, because it's one thing to talk about these matches, but it's quite another to put our money where our mouths are and pay the bookie. Chuck, I'm going to tell you something. You have that fucking 200 in my hands tomorrow. If you ain't got the 200 in my fucking hands tomorrow, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. That's right, Jordan. We got six official plays for you guys. And uh, let's get started. In the EPL, we have Bournemouth hosting Tottenham Hotspur. We're taking over the flat three there at minus 110. Then we've got Manchester United hosting Nottingham Forest. We're taking the dogs here. Forest plus a goal and a half, minus 104. Over in Everton and Wolves, the most boring game. I will not be watching it, but I'll be betting it. We're <laughs> going to move that total up to 2.5 and take the under 2.5, minus 140. And then over in Sheffield, we've got Sheffield United hosting Manchester City. And this one you got to pay attention to. We're taking City, win to nil, parlayed with over a goal and a half in the game. And that comes out to, you got that in front of you, George? Plus 102, and if you don't have win to nil like on your books, the, the way you would put this together is like a three-leg parlay. Man City money line, both teams to score no, and over 1.5 goals in the match. That's another way to do it. Should get the, you know, the same price. No, it's about even there. And then over in the Bundesliga, we've got Mönchengladbach hosting Leverkusen. We're taking over three and a quarter goals at plus 105. And then over in Serie A, we've got Juventus on the money line parlayed with under three and a half goals for the match, plus 102, about even. So pretty good value on most of these matches, Jordan. Um, feel pretty good about it, but I always do at this point. Yeah, indeed, Dev. We've got one winning week and one losing week so far. Let's see if we can bounce back here and get another winning week on the books. As always, everyone, let's make some money. Let's make some money. Ambrose! 